The busier you are and the more influence you have, the more painful being in the wrong place becomes. Today, we're going to unpack how to grow your reach as a speaker without burning out. Welcome to the Next Level Influence Show. I'm Samantha Riley, host of the Influence by Design podcast. And I'm Melanie Benson, host of Amplify Your Success podcast. And this is our weekly show for experts and business leaders who are influencing people's decisions to make a greater impact and shatter their revenue goals in the process. What got you here won't get you there. It's time to uncover the micro shifts required to take your income, influence, and impact to the next level. I'm Melanie Benson. And I'm Samantha Riley. And this is our weekly show for experts and business leaders who are influencing people's decisions to make a greater impact and shatter their revenue goals in the process. Welcome to the Next Level Influence Show. Now let's get started. So Sam and I have been talking about speaking because it is one of our most favorite ways to attract great clients and elevate our influence. But there becomes a very pivotal moment when you get really full and all the stuff you've been doing is working and you have way too much on your plate. And the next most important skill and the most important decision you make is how to like evaluate what you're going to say yes to and how you're really going to get the return on investment from speaking. Cause Sam, right? Like speaking, it's a lot of time, money, and energy we put into showing up in a powerful way, right? Absolutely. Speaking, you might show up and speak on a stage for an hour, but that's usually for anyone that's really good at their craft. That's days and days and days of putting your content together, making sure that you're you know, your presence is out there. People know that it's happening, building your brand, putting your slides together, all of the things that come together for you to show up in your best way for that, for that one hour speaking. And I think that when we are starting off, it's okay to say yes to everything. And in actual fact, it's really good to say yes to everything, to get clear on our message, to get really good at our craft. But as you said, there comes a time where we need to reassess where we are take a stop, take a breath and say, things need to change. We're really busy now. Don't get rid of the speaking because it's so, so valuable, but how are we going to optimize it? Hmm. Yeah, I almost see it as a moment when we, because there's no shortage of opportunities at this stage. You've done a great job of building up your brand and creating this flow of opportunities coming to you, but you don't want to like stop it. Like you said, we want to channel it. And this becomes the moment you have to know the difference between a good opportunity and a great opportunity. Because good opportunities are a dime a dozen. Everybody's Uh going to have a good opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Great ones that are going to keep moving the needle for you at that point. Absolutely. Sam, what are some of the things you look at to help you identify? Let's talk about whether it should get a no or a yes. What are you looking for to decide, should I invest my time, money, and energy and say yes to this? speaking or anything at this point, right? Number one for me is looking at the audience that's going to be there. Are they in my sphere of dream clients? And and mm-hmm. I use the word ideal client a lot, but I prefer dream clients because it's not just, do they tick some boxes of, do they earn this much and read this magazine and drive this car? It's really about, are these the people that you really feel fueled and lit up to work with and are those people going to be in your audience to me it's not necessarily about the numbers 
because speaking to a group of five or six of ideal clients or dream clients can be better than speaking to a group of a hundred clients that are really not aligned with what you do at all. So for Mm. me, it's absolute alignment of, are they my people? How about for you, Melanie? Yeah, I would say yes to that. As a matter of fact, as we're doing today's episode, I've been invited to speak at a really big name event and I'm on the fence because there's also reputation, you know, so the reputation is a great fit, but the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the audience I'm learning isn't necessarily my best fit. And so the so that other piece for me is always brand alignment. So yes. audience is aligned. Is there a brand alignment? So is there synergy with this host where I, I know they're going to have similar values? They're going to source people that I really will love working with. Yes. And oftentimes, you know, I may be jumping ahead a little bit here, but one of the things I'm looking at kind of at the next level is if the audience is a maybe, I'm looking at who are the speakers because oftentimes mm-hmm. the other experts and speakers are my actual best clients from these events mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. versus the people in the audience. So I guess that's a third factor I'm looking at is who else is going to be there. The collaboration and co-creation and connection may emerge. Yeah. And sometimes I will take one of those opportunities even if there's zero ideal clients in the audience, Mm -hmm. because I know long-term that those relationships that you build when you are on the same level as those people that you want to be around can actually be even more fruitful as the years go on or as time goes on. So, and this I know is a really hard thing for people who are multi-talented and they have superhero syndrome and they really think they should be everywhere, right? Like Mm -hmm, I can mm -hmm. do it all. But Mm -hmm. what is the moment that you know you need to say no to something, even though it's a good opportunity, because you're keeping space for something even better? Mm -hmm. I think this is when you look at your calendar and there is zero time anywhere. And you know that if you take an opportunity to speak on the wrong stage or on a stage that isn't necessarily the best fit, that there's going to be other potential things that could move the needle in your business that you'll be saying no to. And I think Mm -hmm. that that is a huge red flag. And Mm -hmm. I think as influencers, we all get to that point because you've only got so many hours in the day and you need to make sure that you're getting the greatest ROI of your time at all times. Yeah, I would second that. I also, one of the things we've been playing with is is creating like a budget, so to speak. It's like, or maybe that a better way to say is being intentional you know, speaking on six really big stages a year is one of Mm -hmm. our intentional goals. And then having a certain number of podcasts and a certain number of virtual stages that go with it, we're we're shooting for another six to eight virtual stages and then three to four podcasts every month. And so when we're intentional like that and something comes in, we have to say, does this take, is this good enough to take one of these spots? And Mm. it can be really hard to know. So I learned to trust my energy. Mm -hmm. Am I getting a big yes? Okay. This was feeling really exciting to me and really inspiring. I don't even know if it's supposed to work, but I'm going to trust that I need to be there. Or am I getting "Mm, no. And sometimes that's impacted by how busy my calendar is. And sometimes I'm just getting a gut instinct on the quality of the event before I say yes. So I don't know. Do you have any other little things that help you? (laughs) I think that is just so perfect and very much speaks to what we've been talking about over the last few months is that 
sometimes you can't work through things logically or you can you can think about them logically but you really do have to listen to your body listen to your gut or your intuition or whatever it is because if it's depleting you of energy then it's not a great ROI of your time you're not going to be showing up in the best way and it will probably bleed into other areas of your business too so I, I absolutely love that you've mentioned that yeah, I've made some mistakes. I, I had a lot of learning in this area back when we were doing a lot of live stuff before the pandemic. I had a rule, like I just didn't do back-to-back events. And I found that if I did, I never showed up well. Like mm. it just, my energy would be too low. And so I had to have a little buffer in there to recharge, to reignite my my spirit. And I know a lot of people are like energizer bunnies and they can do back-to-back-to-back events and that just doesn't work for me. No, it definitely does not work for me either. Well, let's imagine then there's a great opportunity and we've said yes. Now, I think it's worth saying, like, how do we really maximize the return on opportunity, right? (laughs) So we know we're going to invest. So it's an ROO instead of an ROI, right? Like what's our return on the opportunity? What are some of the ways you might optimize and really, I used a word when we were talking about this episode, I can't, it was an R word. Refinement. Yes. Refinement. Loved that. Yes. I'm all about refinement because there gets to a point where we have to really look at what, what our topic is and drill down. And I think this is where I love saying, you know, embrace your thought leadership, like really look at your work and say, if I was to call myself or I'll step into that thought leader right now, what do I need to change? What can I drill down on? What can I really refine and, and make tighter, I guess? Mm-hmm. So we know that we need to be keeping our topic nice and tight, but this is also for me around really drilling down even further and ensuring that our topic is super hyper relevant for each audience because there's going to be minor little tweaks to make depending on who you've got sitting in front of you. There's going to be, if you're speaking to a group of corporates and you're speaking to a group of entrepreneurs, there's going to be some little nuances there, even though the topic may be the same. And to be really, really good at your speaking and to get a great ROI, we need to make sure that we're speaking directly to the people in our audience and meeting them where they're at. Absolutely. You just reminded me of another factor that I explore to make sure it's a good fit or not. And also to make sure I'm refining my talk properly is I'll ask, are there other speakers or other people covering content? And where does that fit in the flow of where I'm speaking? And the reason why I ask this is because there are times when people who have similar expertise may tend to overlap what they're talking about. And they're going to say it differently and have different Mm -hmm. points of view. And what I found is it confused the audience Mm -hmm. and it creates conflict for them instead of congruence and excitement and flow. And so I like to know what everybody else is talking about so I can refine my topic and refine my talking points to build on what's been taught so far instead of like deter or take away from what other people are sharing. I love that you said that. And I'll share something that happened to me when I realized this, and it was just the most gut-wrenching time for me (laughs) in that the organizer of the event had come to me and said, I've heard you speak on this. Can you come and present this? I'm like, yeah, that's easy. One of my signature talks, no worries at all. 
and I failed to ask what the flow of the event was. So I gave the talk as per normal and the people in the room had been given a different context to the way I gave the context. And there was a lot of angst at the end of that as people were going, we don't understand, which just straight away made me think, what don't you understand? I've talked about this 50 times before. It makes perfect sense. But it was such a, an amazing lesson because it was so painful. I've never forgotten it. That if you don't know the context of the event, you don't know how to actually give the context of your talk. Hmm. I love that you said that because it's true. And there's another thing about flow that I think is worth putting into the mix. If you're going to say yes to a great opportunity and you want to really refine your presence there and make sure it's a great return on opportunity or investment, however you want to look at it. I like to know where in the event I'm going to speak. And here's why. Event producers, particularly if they're not super sophisticated with running events, don't always think about how one speaker impacts the energy of a room and mm-hmm. where someone shows up in the overall flow of events. Because when people are coming back from lunch, they're in a very different state <laughs> than mm-hmm. when they're showing up in the morning or at the end of the day. So coming back to, again, a personal experience, this event that I'm being pitched to come speak at, and they said that this pod is either going to be on the first day or the last day. And I said, I'm in if it's the first day, I'm out if it's the last day. Mm. Why did I do that? Because I know in the last half of the last day, you lose 40% of your audience Mm because everybody's scrambling to get home, (laughs) especially if it's at the end of a weekend. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. those are the kinds of things, if it's important to you to really maximize your presence, to be able to get the most of the room, and you don't want to be surprised by it. And not everybody thinks about where they're showing up in the overall arc of the different experiences people have when they're attending an event. I think it's massively important. And you need to know how good you are at energy management, because if you can bring energy then you're great after lunch. But if you are a lower key energy, you're going to put everybody to sleep after lunch because they just filled their bellies, right? Exactly. (laughs) That's a good thing to know about as well. So these are just, I think, great questions to be curious, to really understand the factors that make something a great ROO for you. Mm. What's going to make it the most, the best opportunity for you if you're going to put your time, money, and energy into it and know what factors to, to get clear on So that you're really like, I like to call optimizing your visibility, your brand messaging and your, your client attraction strategy. So anything you want to add to that, Sam, before we wrap up? No, I just wanted to to really wrap up saying, so really, if your time is maxed out, don't give away your speaking opportunities, but go back and listen to this and think about all of those things that we've talked about to then run these opportunities through a filter to decide, yes, I'm going to take that one or no, I'm not going to take that one. Because at the end of the day, speaking is such an amazing way to grow our expert businesses. So it's definitely something to lean into, just making sure that we have the right opportunities. Yeah. So this might be a good thing to wrap up with. I think we started it, but just get clear, what is the return on investment you need? with the amount of time bandwidth you have available. And if money is it, or exposure is it, or brand alignment is it, you need to know what's important to you. So you're saying yes to the things that maximize that and no to the things that are 
not worth taking the risk over. Absolutely. Melanie, I know that you've got a fabulous free resource that speaks into this topic. I'd love you to share what that is. Well, it's very timely and very perfectly aligned with what we're talking about today. I believe that speaking and podcast guesting and being a guest expert in any way, shape or form is one of the most powerful ways to build your business. So I've got my seven step plan to get you more hot bookings, which lead to more great ideal clients coming in the door. And those can transform into four and five, maybe even six figure deals. And you can get that entire seven step plan at amplifywithmelanie.com. It's absolutely free right now. Fabulous. And I also have a blueprint as a step-by-step blueprint to discover or to make sure you've got the five foundational principles in place so that you're in a really great place when you are taking these opportunities and that you've got the credibility to attract your dream clients. And you can get that at samanthariley.global forward slash expert. Nice. Well, if you're loving these tips, And you want to make sure we're staying connected so you get notified when we drop the next juicy tip and or all the great tips and resources we share on these platforms. Make sure you're following me here as well as Sam Riley so that we can stay connected and continue to grow our uh, relationship, our community here. We plan to do these weekly and we don't want you to miss out. And Sam, I always love hearing what people take away from today's episode. Mm, Love to hear mm -hmm. that in the comments. And if you know a friend of yours would get great value, tag them or share this episode with them. So we will see you next week. Absolutely. Ciao. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level Influence. Before you go, would you subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player? We'd love to know what your greatest takeaway was from today's episode. Take a screenshot of the show and share with us on social. And be sure to tag us too so we can connect. Tune in next week for another Next Level Influence episode.